0: There's joy in every journey.
1: It's Dukes and Bell live at Hawks Ridge Golf Course today, celebrating uh, the life of Craig Sager. It's his annual tournament, and uh, we're out here. Andy and Randy were out here earlier. We'll tell you about how we did. We're waiting on those guys to finish up, and once they do, we'll tell you what, what we did out here today. Meanwhile, yesterday, good day, man. Braves win, and then you had Atlanta United winning. And uh, joining us right now, Jason Longshore, voice Uh, analyst uh, of our Atlanta United club. And yesterday, Jason, you know, Mike and I had talked all week. We had actually manager Pineda on and we're asking him about his absence. And he said he was more concerned about Tiago not being there. Well, we were able to overcome both of those things.
2: Yeah. I think the game against Pachuca last Tuesday really helped in, in dealing with Almada's absence because you were able to get 45 minutes with Cisneros playing on the wing Joseph in the middle, Adaruju on the other wing, and Moreno floating behind that. And it looked good, and they combined really well. Cisneros, I think, pressed really well. His pressure creates the turnover that leads to goal number one. And you saw Adaruju and Joseph on the same page consistently, and we saw that against Pachuca as well. And Marcelino Moreno delivered another excellent Marcelino Moreno kind of performance He completely unbalanced Miami with his dribbling, and he's the one who gets that second yellow card on John Mota that turns the game.
3: Yeah, man, I thought the uh, attack was fantastic. We were joking around, Jason, last segment doing the headlines. We could have had like four or five goals. It seemed like there were that many opportunities.
2: Yeah, a ton of opportunities. And look, the game's going to be different when you get a red card for the opposition Mm -hmm. in the first half, for sure. And Atlanta United controlled the game really well, but I think the most important thing out of it for me is they put Miami under pressure and they put Jean Mota under pressure consistently. And you saw very early Miami starting to have to resort to those tactical fouls. They got their warnings. The referee, Armando Villarreal, I think used his cards in the right way, but it was because of the pressure that Atlanta put on them. I would have loved to have seen a goal before the end of the first half just to make it even more comfortable. Defense didn't have a ton to do, but when they did, I thought the back line looked really good with George Campbell in the middle with Alan Franco. I thought Caleb Wiley uh, sure didn't play like a 17-year-old on the left side. Brooks Lennon is just solid, as Brooks Lennon always is. And Rocco Rios Novo, when he was called upon, made plays.
3: You talked about what's uh, considered what persistent infringement. I Other call refs- him, I called him Norris. By the way, it's Novo. Yeah. He Novo, said it. yeah. Novo. I mean, yeah. We said it. I just I didn't know his name, so I just I, it's like when I call people big guys said he's hyphenated. <laughs> but no, Jason. Just getting back to your comment about the uh, the refs, it just seems like that's what we've wanted to see uh, at times over the last three seasons. When we're using speed and athleticism, when people are constantly going after us. It seemed like that was where the rules were being enforced properly by the official, at least from the outset. Looking in.
2: One hundred percent. And it's so funny to see the reaction to a referee in this league actually using his cards effectively, actually following directives about transition fouls. The referee obviously messed something up here. It's like, No, that's, that's what it's supposed to do. Right. And when you build a team like Atlanta United does and you want attacking players and you want players who are creative and you want these dribbling players that Atlanta has that can cause problems, Teams should have to make some tough decisions when they get in yellow card trouble. Jean Moza picks up a yellow and immediately commits another yellow card foul. He doesn't try to play the ball. He just grabs Marcelino Moreno as he's starting to break away. It's an easy second yellow for the referee.
1: So what do you make of uh, the connection between Aruju and Marcelino uh, and Moreno? The, the, how they're com- you know, playing together, I guess, at this point, the, the chemistry. How do you feel about it?
2: I, I like what we're seeing from the attack in various combinations. I, I think Moreno has blended in nicely. The, the pass he made to Brooks Lennon that nearly resulted in a goal, Sweet. he can combine with anybody. Yep. Araujo is starting to build that connection with Joseph that's really good. I think right now Cisneros is, is a little bit different kind of player than those three, and he's playing in a wing position, which isn't his best, but it's working for the team with Almada out. I think when things get really interesting is when you add Tiago Almada's playmaking into Moreno's dribbling, into Araujo's explosiveness, into Joseph being Joseph, that's going to be
1: fun.
3: We have uh, two games in about five days' time. We have Toronto, and then we have New York. Uh, we're both on the road. First in Toronto, and then up at uh, in Jersey at Red Bull Arena. So, can we build off this? How tough is these how, how tough are these road tests going to be, considering that we seem to still give up some of those lapses on defense, which drive us crazy.
2: Yeah, I think it ramps up, I mean, because you've got NYC at the end of that as well. So it's Toronto this weekend, and then next week it's a Thursday game against Red Bulls and a Sunday game against NYC. So the competition level goes up with each game. I think Toronto's a team defensively that you have to put goals up on. They're just not a good defensive team. I'm, I'm surprised that Bob Bradley didn't try to address that more with personnel coming into the season. He didn't. It's showing. They're going to be better in the attack later on when they get Lorenzo and Senye, but he won't be there this upcoming weekend. You get to that Red Bulls game, we know how difficult the Red Bulls are, and they're going to make that game ugly. They're going to press. They're going to not try to play with the ball at their feet. They're going to play it long and fight you everywhere all over the field. It, it, it's a struggle. I think this team, with their, their passing ability and with those combinations like we talked about up top, they're going to be able to deal with that a little bit better. That's a game where I really like Cisneros playing on the wing because it gives you the ability to play long to him over the top. Bigger guy can be a bit of a wide target man, but also he's got that pace to get in behind. So it gives you an outlet if you're not able to play through the Red Bulls pressure. And then you've got Yankee Stadium at the end of it. Look, that's going to be tough. They're defending champs. You, sure. You're going to have some taken out of you when you face the Red Bulls, and you just got to deal with it and, and get the results you can on this trip.
1: I know we are a few weeks away, but the transfer window, we've asked Darren about this. We've asked Carlos. What, what do you think? First, two things. What do we need mm. if we were able to get it? And then do you think they do something?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to do something because the the rumors are starting to heat up a little bit, especially around uh, Raul Godinho, goalkeeper, last to achieve us in Mexico, a club that Gonzalo Pineda would knows very well, mm-hmm. probably have some some good connections uh, on his background and, and hearing from people who've worked with him. Um it's an interesting one because what do you need? I mean, you're looking at replacing guys who are out for the season, so it's not a, a straight up that like you're looking to replace this player forever. You're trying to figure out how to manage adding some debt this year, manage the salary cap, and also not block returns for guys. You know, you're not going to go get a long term replacement at center back because Miles Robinson will be back. And also, George Campbell looked pretty good yesterday as well, <laughs> so that factors into it. Yeah. Rocco Rios Novo looked pretty good yesterday as well i, I think right. what you're looking to do in this window add a couple of pieces and mm-hmm. increase the competition for spots and that's what we have in some positions right now and when you add that competition internally it's going to force everybody to play their best but then also bring it every day at the training ground
3: i forget the team we were playing from costa rica but is that where we first saw rio I screw that up every. That guy, the goalkeeper that is hyphenated. It seems like we just loved his game, and I know that he's on loan. But is that a long term option for us?
2: It could be. Um, there's actually a lot of goalkeepers in the mix from a long term perspective, and then the reporting on Gudino out of out of Mexico is that he he would be a multiple year contract as well. Uh, Mid twenties on him. Rios Novo's twenty one. Uh, he's an American citizen, was born in L.A., but he represents Argentina at the youth national team level. He's with uh, Lanús, where Miguel Almirón and Marcelino Moreno came from. So good relationship with the club. They've got somebody ahead of him, so there's not anywhere for him to go at Lanús right now. He could be long-term, but you also have Justin Garces, who's a rookie this year from UCLA, a homegrown signing. You have Vicente Reyes, who was just brought into Chile's senior national team for training. He's 18 in the Atlanta United two system coming out of the Atlanta United Academy. So a lot of young goalkeepers coming, in and Goudinho could get into that mix. And then Brad Gazan's going to try to force his way back in next year when he gets healthy as well.
1: Great stuff, Jason. We appreciate you stopping by, man, as always. Uh, good win for us yesterday. Let's hope we keep going. Thanks again, Jason.
0: Thank you. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.